Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is Short Stuff, and this is the special Christmas week version of short stuff so for this ver- for this episode chuck we're going to do a special christmasy themed one that also you can make an argument is card themed as well that's right and we got to give a big shout out to our stuff you should know army member and old friend robert paulson Huge. paulson now sends us christmas ideas every year as a gift to us i think yeah he actually says this is your holiday gift for me, so don't expect anything else. But he, and they're good ideas. Yeah, he's he's like, I just want to make sure that the 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 Christmas episodes never dry up or go away. So he's doing his part, which is pretty <laughs> sweet. And he's not the only one. Every once in a while, some other people send some ideas. But Paulson actually sends links. <laughs> so it's That's pretty right. amazing. And this is one of them. He suggested we do one on Christmas cards. And thank you, Robert. We're going to do that right now. Yes, and also thanks to T-Town, Britannica, Victoria and Albert Museum, and Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And we need to talk about Sir Henry Cole, one of the uh, one of the early pioneers of industrial design. Yeah, I don't know if he's known as the father of it or not, but he very well may be. He's not. Okay, but he's close. He's the, maybe, how, we'll call him the grandpappy of industrial design. How about well, that? the father came after. It's one of those things where like... You know, he probably he's probably is the grandpappy. So he said that he laid the germs of a style. Um, so yeah, I guess that was that's not being the father. That's the the grandpappy. So um, that's not the only thing he did. Just doing that would probably be enough to be remembered. But he was like a civil servant. He was a patron of the arts. He was an important figure in the UK in the eighteen forties, fifties. In eighteen fifty two, he became the founding director of the um, the Victorian Albert Museum, which is a world famous art and design museum. Um, and leading up to that, he was just kind of like a a, a man about town. And he made a popular lot. Guy? He was a very popular guy. Apparently, a good person. And he made a lot of uh, friends and acquaintances. And that actually became problematic for him, Chuck, because one of the things that was a tradition <laughs> in Victorian England was that around the holidays you would write a letter to your friends and relatives and acquaintances, people you cared about, and. Um, that was fine. Like, Henry Cole could have conceivably gotten away without writing letters because he was a very busy guy, and still the Victorians would have considered him polite and genteel. It was a different side of that same tradition that eventually tripped him up. Yeah, you got to write people back, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And I think we all can identify with an email inbox uh, where you have to write these people back. You can't just ignore these things, and you couldn't back then. You can't now. Mm-hmm. I guess you could, but you'd be rude. So he would get letters, lots and lots and lots of letters, because he was a popular guy, and he found himself in a bind around the holidays because he just didn't have time to get back to everyone. So he invented the Christmas card. Yeah, it's it's indisputable. Like, he was the guy that did it. Um, and he did it by being a big old patron of the arts. He... Um, 
got in touch with a friend of his, John Calcutt Horsley, and said, Horsley, you old dog, can you please draw me a great holiday-themed image that I can use to transfer a thousand times on the card stock? And Horsley did just that. He made a very sweet little design. In the middle is uh, Sir Henry and his family, uh, I think a few generations of his family, and they're all toasting and um, engaging in merriment. Then on the side, they're helping out like the poor. Um, and then at the top, it says two colon blank. And then I think it said like Merry Christmas and Happy New Year uh, from Sir Henry Cole. And there's maybe a little bit of a space for him to like write like a huzzah or something as well. But that was it. That was the first Christmas card. And he sent him out in the Christmas of 1843. Brilliant idea. Time saver. Uh, although people in Victorian age didn't think it was, it was a little bit of controversy to it. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, you know, you, you didn't – the point of these Christmas letters is you tell everyone what's going on. Right. You catch everyone up on your family, what little uh, uh, Timmy is doing, uh, what little Janie is doing, um, how bad our alcohol problem is as parents in Victorian England. <laughs> sure. What kind of various diseases are going through the family right now. Right. And we get none of this with this card. And he went, yeah, but you know what? You're missing the point. That is the point. I'm thinking about you guys. What more needs to be said? Yeah. Stop being so grabby, so needy. Just accept your card and be happy for once. Yeah. Like today. So this required like a little bit of a transition for the Victorians to, to get over this, this, this kind of social transition from these very long drawn out letters and the, the expectation that they be replied to, to these slightly impersonal, at least compared to letters, Christmas cards. But they actually did finally kind of stick. It wasn't like an instant hit, but by the 1860s, they were definitely there. And they were helped along, Chuck, by a few um, other factors that all kind of converged together that basically said Christmas cards are it, and they're here to stay, and no one cares that little Todd caught cholera this year. We don't want to hear about that. We just want the beautiful image and the Happy New Year and, and Merry Christmas well wishes. That's right. And we'll get to those convergences right after this. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887, and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. 
That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! All right, so the Christmas card is invented. Christmas started to become really, really popular as a holiday in Victorian England. So that all of a sudden was converging with the invention of the Christmas card, which also converged with uh, the UK, or at least Great Britain, introducing the penny post, Mm -hmm. where anybody could send a postcard for a penny, which was affordable for almost everybody. And all of these things kind of coming together at once meant all of a sudden the Christmas card was a real deal thing. So one thing about that penny post was that Sir Henry Cole uh, himself actually helped get that passed through Parliament, which is pretty neat that he had his hand in that as well. But um, also one of the other things that cemented Christmas in the aisles was Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, like really laid the foundation for how we understand Christmas today. And that book came out the same year that Sir Henry uh, mailed his first Christmas cards back in 1843. So all these things came together. And like I said, by the 1860s, Christmas cards were happening, not just in the uh, UK, but they'd made their way over to the US as well. That's right. And the first American printer of the card was uh, Louis or Louis Prang, who was in Roxbury, Mass. And he debuted his cards in 1873. uh, And he also held the design contest. So I think some of these printers were entrepreneurs. They knew how to run a printer, weren't necessarily artists. So they would do, people still do, you know, uh, commission artist contests today. And that was kind of the first Christmas cards in the United States. Yeah, and so uh, for a little while there, it looked like Christmas cards were going to go the way of disco would eventually go uh, a century or so later. Um, with the introduction of gimcracks, which are also called gigaws or doodads or whatever, they're just basically little, um, like a figurine or costume jewelry. I saw somebody explain. They're just a little something you can mail very easily. It says, here's your Christmas present I'm thinking of you. And those actually replaced Christmas cards for a couple of decades in the United States. That's right. About 20 years, they went away, but they came back. Uh, I think once cameras became a bigger thing, you could include a photo of the family, which was a big deal. Uh, Offset printing came around. You could do multiple colors. You could do that green and you could do that red at the same time. And it made them cheaper, too. Of course. And then 1915, Hallmark finally comes around and starts making Christmas cards. And uh, they, as well as Louis Prang and other folks, they commissioned works from great artists, including... Salvador Dali, Norman Rockwell, Grandma Moses, and Jackie Kennedy. Have you seen Dali's Christmas um, cards? Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, I love everything Dali does. Yeah, they're pretty cool. One of them is Santa Claus growing out of the snow. It's like Dali doing a Christmas card. It's perfect. 
Yeah, it's great. The but um, Hallmark also owns the um, best-selling Christmas card of all time called Three Little Angels" that debuted in 1977, which you have almost certainly seen um, because it's still in print today. You can still find it today, but it almost looks like a drawing of some kind of precious momentsy um, angels, and like three, like they all are are praying, but one of them's like got her eyes open and looking at you from the card. Um, but that one has sold something like 34 million copies at least. It's a lot of copies. That was a, a gangbusters Christmas card. It's the best Hallmark could have ever hoped for. That's right. Uh, these days there are digital alternatives. A lot of people just send either on social media or through email or something. They'll send a digital version because Christmas cards are pretty wasteful. Uh, there are 2.5 billion holiday cards sold in the U.S. every year. And that's enough to fill a football field 10 stories high. Wow. And so if you're going to do Christmas cards, you might want to look into uh, not using an envelope. Just use that postcard. If, if you got to mail something, uh, maybe look into recycled paper. Post-consumer recycling is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe use wood-based paper. Maybe use hemp or veggie fiber. This one's sad. This next one is. Well, you cannot recycle the glossy ones or the metallic finishes. So if you're going to use those, those are going to go in a landfill. Yes. And they're going to have to be fully replaced next year by brand new trees, which is sad. That's right. Also, another one, and by the way, this is from T-Town, which is a nature preserve in the Hudson Valley. Their blog suggested these. Um, The last one is hilarious because it's going to make some really great friends out of the people who you work with throughout the year. But you want to contact your dentist, veterinarian, or, you know, other people and say, can you please take me off of your Christmas card list? (laughs) Yeah. Which is awkward, but it will save the planet, so it's worth it. Because do you That's really right. care what your dentist thinks of you? No, I don't. I need to go, so they don't like me right now. Yeah. Uh, I've never sent Christmas cards in my life. Uh, we don't do it, but I do appreciate it when people send them. And I uh, want to shout out Emily's Aunt Peg, uh, who they do the, the Christmas newsletter every year. Mm-hmm which I really love. You get a big uh, like one-page sheet about the family and all those things we talked about, catching everyone up on what everyone's been uh, doing throughout 2021 and on into 2022, and it's really, really nice. So mm-hmm. big shout-out to Aunt Peg and uh, her cousin Alex for this great Christmas tradition in that family. Yeah. Todd got cholera this year. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. So a uh, big shout out to Aunt Peg always means everybody that we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and that short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.